prepare for a whole bunch of giggles and a gorgeous story. You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to create an extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome, friend, to this brand new episode of the Get Unstuck podcast. I am your host, Laura Husson, and I am thrilled to share today an interview with one of my, how do I even describe this? I want to say like OG (laughs) clients from the time that I have really embraced this work. Now, Shana Woods is my guest today, and you can learn all about her by going to her website, shanasworld.com. Now, Shana first came to me. You will hear her You will hear her share this brilliant story. She's actually one, it's one of my favorite things anybody's ever said about me. So how's that for a teaser to keep listening? <laughs> Shana came to me for a one-on-one channeled guidance session way back in September 2018. And since then... We have been on quite the journey together, which we're going to go through a good amount of that today. I know that we could have gone in so many directions, so many other offshoot conversations. And I think that today you're going to get real insight into the the full range. Like we've spoken with a lot of people about here on the podcast about what it looks like to embark on this journey, to be committed to your own transformation. And Shana is extremely real in sharing what she has bumped up against, where she has really unfurled her wings. And I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this episode. Now, Shana, in her most current version of being herself, helps people really tap in to their path for purpose and is a true believer that we all have our own unique prosperity path within us. So using the incredible magic of human design and really helping you to align into the deep, deep work that is available for you when you go all the way in. I cannot wait for you get to know Shana and to dive into Shana's world. Let's go. Welcome, Shana, to the Get Unstuck podcast. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking offline and saying how like, because we, at the time of recording, we have Zoom on so we can see each other because we work together all the time with our cameras on and it would feel really strange to do this without seeing each other. But then I forget that everybody else can't see us. So (laughs) how are you, Shana? And um, yeah, what's happening where you are right now? I'm doing great. I uh, I woke up early this morning and watched a beautiful sunrise, which is the perfect way to start my day. And well, as of recording, the world's kind of in a bit of a weird pickle right now, right? With the U.S. elections not being called. So things here are a little tense. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel you. And I've the last two nights I've been up way later than I should have been hoping that we might see some, I didn't want to sleep and miss it. Um, and waking up to exactly where I went to sleep. So, mm-hmm. yes. So we're all holding our breath with you and yeah, 
well, there'll be an outcome. By the time this is live, we'll know. So that will be, that's very meta. <laughs> All right. So I would love to give everybody who's listening who may not know you yet, which sounds really strange to say, because I feel like everybody in my world knows who you are because you're in my groups and we're on calls together all the time. But anybody who's listening who may not know Shana Woods, how would you introduce this version of who you are right now? Oh, this version. That's a great question because there's so many versions we should talk about. Uh, so this version of Shana has uh, <laughs> really unleashed herself. Mm. I am the CFO and money coach for Impact Driven Entrepreneurs. And I claim that title like boldly because I'm not a CFO and money coach. I am the CFO and money coach. That's a big difference yes. and not how I showed up when we first met. Mm, <laughs> not at all. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm an accountant. I am a book lover. I'm a music fanatic. I love to bake. I love to read Oracle cards. I have probably 500 crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the magic and I love like quantifying data for fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. I <move> that way. <laughs> I love, and I love that unique balance that is just yours. I mm -hmm. love that whole piece of mixing up that it gets to be both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Oh my goodness. So, okay. Where to begin? I almost get goosebumps when I think back now, because if I, I know if we did on this chat when we first met, which was September 2018, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Yes. 2018. It sounds like lifetimes ago, 2018. As I said, it didn't sound right. If we were to introduce that version of, Sh of Shana, we wouldn't have been talking about Oracle cards and crystals. And you might have been thinking about them, but they, no, we wouldn't no, have been talking no. about them. Weren't even in my field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you speak a little bit to that? Because I think this is really, um, you know, I know, and you've reflected to me that there are so many people who tune into the podcast or who might be in one of my groups somewhere that we see this. We see people saying, oh, I want to lean into this, but I'm not sure what people will think. So I'd love you to just tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have to start at the beginning of our journey. <laughs> so when I was introduced to you, I, I was very skeptical. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love this story. Yes. <laughs> I was very skeptical. But one of my coaches had introduced you to our group, and she made it look like a lot of fun. So honestly, I booked a call on a LARP just to have a good time. Yeah. Didn't have any expectations of it going anywhere other than, oh, that was a fun 30 minutes. Next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the call started off with you going do you have a black cat I'm like uh I'm like at that point I'm like checking out no nope, yeah. I don't have a cat I could tell I could I've sing it on your face yeah. <laughs> I remember it so clearly because I remember just thinking she is not impressed <laughs> <laughs> and you're like well we're just gonna let it stay there because maybe meaning will come clear later and then you just kept going and now let's be honest, I have, um, resting, what's like, well, what's a nice way of putting that, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm fairly expressionless when I'm, when I'm just listening, right? Yeah. 
and it doesn't come off as very engaging at times. <laughs> so I'm sure Laura is sitting there going, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but I'm, I'm processing, I'm taking in, you're saying things and you start blowing my mind. Like by the end of the call, I'm like, okay, that was spooky. Hmm. We get offline and I go on to Google and I Google myself to see if there's anything you could have found about me that would have led you to the things that you said. That is so brilliant. And when you told me that for the first time, I was like, this is the best thing anybody, I still think it is the best thing as anybody has ever said about me is because we should, we should point out as well, I don't do this anymore. But at that point I was doing channeled guidance sessions. Mm-hmm. So it was a 30, it was an offer for a 30 minute channel guidance session with no specific intention or it was just come and let's see what comes up. So, oh my goodness, when you told me that you Googled yourself, I was literally like, oh my gosh, this client who I had this week Googled herself (laughs) after we had a call. I felt like it was the biggest compliment ever. (laughs) (laughs) But it made me immediately book another session. And it was Mm. like uh, two weeks later that I was Mm. able to get back in. The day before our session, I had uh, something from my past come up and like smack me in the face pretty hard. And I had a very bad sleepless night. Mm. When I got on the call with you, you asked me how I was. I went into it a little bit. She's like, oh, thank God. I thought that was my energy I was feeling because you were like something was going on, but you didn't recognize that it was attached to me. So you really helped me guide me through that. And you kept using fire language. I did. Fire, spark, ignite, flame. Em- I mean, like both calls, the second yeah. call in particular, we got done with the call. I'm already in a really rough place. And I, at the end, I'm like, I got to tell you, you got to stop using the fire language. Fire is my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And I remember literally my stomach going, oh, cause I've, I didn't do that everywhere else. Like that right. was specific to you. So yeah, I remember my stomach going, oh gosh, like, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I was, it was like, I love everything you're saying and you're freaking me out in a bad way. Yeah. Um, And you said, go get some sleep because I hadn't slept. Mm. So I went and got some sleep. I probably slept two, three hours. Um, I got up, got on Facebook and you were just starting a live pulling Oracle cards. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've never had an Oracle card reading before ever. Right. And yep. you're like, Oh, if you share and comment, I'll pull one for you. I'm like, okay. I shared and commented and you're pulling people's cards and the, wow, this is kind of a cool process. I'm interested. Um, and it's distracting me from the stuff that I had been dealing with. Yeah. And you get to me and you pull a card and your face goes white. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the only time ever I've wanted either the internet's crash or to just hang up and run away from a live stream ever. <laughs> and you're like, Shana, I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know if I should show you. Uh, okay. I'm just going to lean into trust. Yeah. <laughs> and you turn the card over and it's fire guardian. Mm. <laughs> it makes me nervous even now when I remember it, I'm like, Oh gosh, those feelings can come back in my body so fast of just like, Am I really doing this? Like, and we're not even live on a call, so I can't gauge your response, how you're feeling, how you're receiving this. And I'm aware I have an audience of people who don't know we've had this conversation or the relevance. It was the most surreal experience. Yep. 
But that's when I surrendered to the magic. Yeah. That's when I went, okay, I something is going on here. I'm opening myself up to it. Um, I, within a week or two, I ordered that deck that you mm. pulled the card from. So that was my first deck. Um, <laughs> and I have a small addictive personality. <laughs> So now you have a whole room just for just for Oracle. <laughs> no, but I do have two shelves. <laughs> but I, I went from one deck to thirty within mm. sixty to ninety days. Yeah, and I found some that I really liked and really resonated with, and some that were like, "Oh, those are pretty," but no. Yeah, um, and that's I found interesting was getting to start playing with the energies because they are so very different. Mm. But that was the that was the moment. Right. Yeah. The fire guardian was the moment that I went, okay, there are things beyond my understanding at this point in time and they are calling to me. Mm-hmm. So I can either lean in and listen or I need to shut the door. Yeah. I'm not very good at shutting doors. <laughs> <laughs> not those kind I'm of glad. doors. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband is a techno geek extraordinaire. I, it's what he does for a living. It's the way his brain operates. Uh, he's an atheist, does not believe in any sort of higher power whatsoever. And I always have, but it's been a very distant relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, there's got to be something, but it doesn't have to do with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is and I'm not asking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But this moment was like, that was the time I, ha- I chose to open up to it. Now, there were things in my past that were like prepared me for that moment, mm-hmm. but that was the moment. Yeah. So I hid all this from my husband. When, when the Oracle cards came in, I made sure he didn't get the mail. I didn't open them when he was in the house. I never pulled them out when he was in the house. I hid them in a closed cabinet. <laughs> yes. And when you got two shelves, that's no mean feat. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I have a whole cabinet behind me <laughs> with doors. It's all good. <laughs> but I did. I hit it. Um, I would not schedule a call with you when he was going to be home. Yeah. Right? I put my headphones on if I was listening to anything that I didn't want him to hear. And it kept coming up in the different calls or sessions you and I would have, whether they were one-on-one or in a group. Shana, you got to stop hiding. Shaney, you got to mm. stop hiding. I don't know where you're hiding, but you're hiding. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't really know all this at this point. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped hiding in small baby steps. Mm. So I told Barry a little bit, but I still hid the oracle cards and the crystals, right? But I just <laughs> told him that I had a belief that there was something bigger. Yeah. And then I did a small coming out on Facebook Right? I was really worried, honestly, that my clients, I'm an mm-hmm. accountant, right? Well, yeah. that's what I was. I yeah. was you, an you, accountant <laughs> in my brain. You were in disguise as an accountant. Yes. I was in disguise as an accountant. I like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really worried that my clients would jump ship if yeah. they re- realized I was going, you know, so far into left field. Mm. Oh, I like that I said left field because, you know, me and left. <laughs> uh And then I came out to my husband in a deeper way and he was so supportive. Like there was not a moment of discomfort other than his discomfort when I said, Hey honey, we need to talk. Cause that's never a good way to start a conversation. (laughs) I was like, Oh gosh, what have I done? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he'd make jokes about it, 
And, and that was actually, that was one of the things I did. I did when I did come out to him, I said, I don't need anything from you. I don't yeah. need you to believe what I believe. I don't need you to participate. But what I do need is you to respect me. You cannot make sarcastic jokes about it. You can't make fun of me. You can't undermine me in this at all. Yeah. Um, so the jokes he made out about it were very loving. He's like, great, my wife's a witch. Honey, don't mix the love potion up with the balsamic vinegar. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I was like, okay, I can handle those. Those are him actually being loving and supportive. Those are good. And it's just like gotten bigger. I keep coming out in concentric circles to to now. I'm yeah. (laughs) This fall, I wrote my website, and it is all about the match. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So when was this? When do you feel like you were fully, I want to use the description out, but when did you, when do you feel like you were fully emerged? When I fully unleashed? Mm. uh, It was after coming back from Bali. Right. Right. Bali was, wow. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Bali was amazing. And what was amazing about Bali is not only did I come to retreat, Barry came and spent 10 days with me after the retreat. Yes. We, we've been together since I was 14. Okay. Yes. Barry? I was hoping you might touch on this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the married him twice story? Come on, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Barry and I met um, sophomore year of high school in North Pole, Alaska. Yes. I'm from North Pole, Alaska. I lived less than two miles from the Santa Claus house with a 48-foot statue of the the man in the red suit. There is actually a Santa Claus house. This is the first time I've heard this. Wow. I'll send you pictures in Voxer when we're done. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sidebar. Carry on. (laughs) All the streets in North, not all, most of the streets in North Pole are like St. Nicholas. Right. Reindeer Road. Blitzen, yes. all those, like all the names. The light posts are candy canes. I mean, oh. we were ruined for Christmas. Let's just yes. be honest. <laughs> but we met in his first day of sophomore year. I had already been there before, the year before. And I kind of snagged him his first day before he he heard about what a weirdo I was. Because <laughs> I was a I was a true introvert where I would walk down the hallways reading my book. Right. Right. Not making eye contact, staying as close to the wall as possible. And I might have beat a guy up my freshman year of school. <laughs> I never heard that before. Really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I did not have a great reputation, but we met. I snagged him. Yep. And we dated all through high school. We got married right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Way too young. Neither one of us old enough or mature enough to be in that kind of relationship. So it didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. We fought like cats and dogs. I didn't want to be his mother. I shouldn't have to tell him pick up his clothes. Da 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 da. I also had a series of miscarriages, mm-hmm. and he couldn't. I couldn't deal with that, and he couldn't deal with me not dealing with that. Yeah. Right. So I divorced him. We stayed best friends, but I divorced him. Yes. I proceeded to sow my wild oats. He dated one woman. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Um, he's very loyal. He's a wonderful man. About five years after we had divorced, 
I literally, and this is so common for me, woke up at three in the morning with an epiphany. (laughs) It wasn't all Barry's fault. (laughs) Like that is literally what I was thinking when I woke up and I recognized where the story I just told about we weren't mature. I wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. I couldn't have told before that epiphany. It was all his fault. All his fault. Well, I recognized that it wasn't big opening for me. And within about two weeks, we were both single at the same time again. <laughs> like so perfect. The universe, right? Lined it yeah. up. For me. So we started dating. I think it was two years before we got engaged, another year before we got married. And we just celebrated our 17th oh. anniversary. I love this so much. And it's like, I know when we were in Bali and I realized there were people there that didn't know that story. I was like, tell them, tell them the, tell them the marriage story. (laughs) It's the best. He's been married to the same amazing man twice. That is incredible. I love it so much. Yeah. When people ask us how long we've been together, I'm like off and on for 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Which which marriage are we counting? Yes. So. Yeah. Well, and we stayed best friends through that five year period. It would mm. annoy the guys I was dating and the woman he was with. Mm. Because, like, why do you even talk to her? Because she's my best friend. Like, yes. get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can see that. And he's always been supportive, mm. and I was petrified to tell him. Yeah. Absolutely petrified. I thought he wouldn't love me anymore. Yeah. How ridiculous was that thought? Well, now I've, I mean, I've never spoken to Barry, which I feel is crazy because I feel like we know each other really well. (laughs) I I just feel like he is, he is so supportive. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, and I know that you know this, but I feel like there's nothing that you couldn't share with him or tell him now that he wouldn't be able to support you and love you through. And what a gorgeous thing to know, to be able to just move through life with that knowing Mm -hmm. that you have that. Yep. So and coming out to him the way I did mm. is what cemented that for me. Like he was still, he was always that person. Yeah. But I didn't trust it. So I didn't yeah. take advantage of it. Right. Mm. Yes. I didn't lean into him when I might have. There's so many times I probably could, should have leaned into him over yeah. the past years, but I didn't have that layer of trust. Yeah. Yes. I admit it. I have abandonment issues. I'm working through those through my shift sessions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think it's so important to speak to that because, you know, whatever the theme is, we, no matter how much of this work we do, there's always something. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you, you say that because I know that just in the last few weeks in talking about the shift sessions and inviting people back, so many people were wondering you know, why are people coming back for a second time or a third time if it's so good? Like, why would they come back again? And that is, for me, that was a fear last time of like, oh, how am I going to explain that all these people are coming back for the second time? And on the outside, it's like, oh, hello. Obviously, you know, this means that people love it. I'd love you to share your perspective of doing the same experience, the same shedding, the same process, I guess, multiple times. Because let's face it, what the work we've been doing, while it has kind of morphed and slowly evolved, it hasn't really, it hasn't really transformed too much for it from the beginning. So it would be incredible to hear in your words how you describe, how you know there's something more for you to tap into. How do I put this? 
it just is. Mm. Um, we are never fully baked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the journey is never done maybe yeah. until we die. Right. And by maybe, I mean like it definitely transforms when we die, what it transforms into. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when we are growing and changing every day until then, at yeah. least think of it, I guess, like an onion, right? Yeah. We're peeling back the layers to reveal yeah. our higher self. Yeah. And as we grow and change and morph, our higher self is growing, changing and morphing. So it's not like we're ever going to catch up, no. get done. And anybody who says they've done the work yes, has more work to do. Totally. <laughs> I totally feel that. And I see this sometimes in the way that we position leaders or mm-hmm. I hesitate to use the term gurus, air quotes, because I'm not sure I believe in that in the sense that we've positioned them in this online world, at least. And people who claim to, you know, oh, I want to be like so-and-so when I grow up, or I want my business to be like blah, 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 or I want Mm -hmm. my relationship to be like theirs. Like the Mm -hmm. thing that people say, that trend of like couple goals, you know, all that kind of stuff is like, hmm, interesting. You know, like, what if we just continue to stay on our own path and keep discovering what more was available that was uniquely ours rather mm-hmm. than trying to find somebody else's version of it? Yep. <sighs> and that's perfect. That takes me back to Bali. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm always oh, happy to go back, back to Bali. Bali. <laughs> <laughs> so I came on retreat with you and Barry showed up the day after retreat ended. So I had one day by myself to integrate. Yep. And then he showed up the next day. Mm. And then we spent 10 days together. In our 30 plus years, we've taken one vacation 16 years ago. Wow. And it, by vacation, it was four days in LA. That, that was a long weekend. That's not a vacation. Yep. So this was a really big deal for us. And I like to say that I spent the first week in Bali falling in love with me Mm. and the rest of my trip falling in love with who Barry and I are together. And we found, I found things out about myself in Bali. I um, unleashed and exposed myself in ways um, that I really can't explain. And that's the Shana that showed up Yes. When, or was there when Barry arrived. Yes. And I can't tell you, this is probably the third or fourth time in my marriage. He's like, what happened to the girl I married? Yeah. Or what happened to the girl, like the one that was two years ago? Like he has noticed wow. the changes and he identifies me as a, a different version of myself. Wow. And this is from my husband who thinks he has absolutely zero connection to anything. Yeah. I think he is way more tapped in than he knows. <laughs> hundred percent. We're just waiting for him to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where it's like one you asked on one of the shift session intake forms, what would be the most brilliant thing that happens after the shift sessions that, mm. you know, would be like miraculous. And it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still putting it out there that Barry sees what I'm doing and growing and how I'm changing. And he asked to join me on the journey. Yes. Without me prompting him. Right. That yeah. that's my that's my I'm holding out for that miraculous day. Yeah, can you imagine? That would be so cool. And I love what I mean, 
just that version, that that vision of like what you described of the first week in Bali of you mm-hmm. falling in love with you and then the rest of the time you falling in love with what you and Barry get to be and have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, wow, what a gift, you know, like what an incredible gift because it would have been so easy for you to just say, oh, well, I'm going to just duck in and come home again. And that would have been that. And mm-hmm. I know from my own experiences and that, that I hear from others that when you go when your family or your home base stays at home and you go out and it doesn't have to be to Bali, like, you know, it can just be to another perspective shifting experience. And then you come home and nothing's changed for them, right? Their environment stayed the same. They've just been doing all the things. And in some cases they've been doing more things because they're doing your things as well as theirs. Mm-hmm. And then it can be quite a challenge to get back on the same plane without you needing to come back to an older version of you. Mm -hmm. And so I love what you did. And I don't know how intentional it was from that perspective, but I love that from the idea of I'm going to go and I'm going to evolve and you're going to come and meet me there. And then we're coming back together and we build a new. And it's so amazing. Here's the really interesting part. It was Barry's idea. Ah, see, he knows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I, I, so I, you, you invited me to Bali Mm -hmm. and I said yes immediately. I think I was number two. Yeah. John beat me, darn he it. He was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right? So I said yes. And then like the next day I told Barry. Yeah. Yes. All right. And it, it wasn't, I, my business, my money. I have yes. no problems spending. I didn't need his permission. Um, so I told him about it. He's like, oh, well, how about I come after your retreat and we stay for a vacation? Like it was that quick. And it's like, Okay, I guess okay. we're doing that. Yep, that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I love thank it. Goodness, we had nearly a year to plan for it. <laughs> yes, yes, because as well, like at that point, you had never been outside of the US before, correct? Correct. Yes. So, and oh, then I've been to Canada. I hadn't been off the North American continent. Right. Thank you. I, yeah. I did. I felt like that didn't feel true. I was like, I'm not saying that oh. right, but yes. Mm-hmm. So we're getting near to Bali. That was like a year out. We're getting near to Bali. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so Bali's coming up. Yeah. I'm super excited about it, but actually petrified mm-hmm. to be like leaving the US. What's going to happen at customs? What is that like? Are they going to let me in? Are they going to let me out? I mean, like terrified. Yes. John had to hold my hand <laughs> to get me to buy my ticket. <laughs> and I mean, I'm like near panic attack over this. I mean, yeah. I was truly frightened. So I buy the ticket. And then I get a call from uh, Gina, I don't know how to say her last name, Hetzis, I think. Yes, I'm not sure. Yeah. Too Much Woman. Yeah. And I recommend everybody go to YouTube and Google Gina, G-I-N-A, Too Much Woman, and watch her, her, her video. She contacts me and says, I'm doing this thing in Paris, and I want you to speak to my women. <laughs> in like 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like... Three weeks ten days before, before Bali. Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, right. It was 20 days before Bali, 10 days before. Oh my gosh. And I said yes. And I said yes because of the work we've done together. Yeah. Right? I'm like, well, this wouldn't, this opportunity wouldn't come my way if it wasn't meant for me. Yes. If I didn't have something that I needed to say that at least one person in that room needed to hear. Yes. 
so I did it. I went, I went to Paris <laughs> and it was a really quick trip. I, I was there two nights. Yep. That's it. And cause I had Bali, right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have time to explore Paris. Yes. Well, came before, back. before you went to Paris and mm-hmm. before the Paris opportunity came up, I remember that we had a call and I can't remember if you, you'll remember when I described this, we had a call and we were talking about what the next what were you calling in? What were you opening up to? And it was about, was it about, was it about visibility? Was it about, it was about set, being able to say yes to an opportunity to something along those lines, which is why you were like, I know I have to say yes to this. <laughs> it was about visibility. I had also just ended a year long program with uh, Jeffrey Van Dyke. Yes. That the, the, main event the, the of, of the whole thing was getting up and giving a 15 minute TED style talk. Yeah. So I had just done that yes. <laughs> a couple months prior. And then it was between that event and Paris was yeah. our call. And it was like, I felt so good to speak. Like I, I went into another state on that stage. Yes. We, one of the things I'd been given was all of these instructions about how to walk the stage to encompass the whole area. And it didn't feel natural to me. And it might've had, I had like practice, but we were just learning that stuff like three days before. So instead I planted myself. Yeah. Right. I planted my feet. I opened my arms and I told my story in a way I've never shared it before. It wasn't from the victim perspective. Yeah. It was from the, I'm actually thankful this all happened to me because this is who I get to be now. Yes. And, and it was energy. so powerful watching that. It was so incredible. Thank you. And thank you for staying up to watch it because I know, yeah. you know the time difference. It was It was late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that moment on and I didn't I didn't craft a speech, mm-hmm. right? I didn't write it and memorize it. Some of the other ladies did because that was their process. For me, it was like I knew the points I wanted to hit. And that was it. Yeah. I was trusting that I would get myself through the journey. Yes. And to some degree, I don't remember everything I said on stage. <laughs> I never do. I never do. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was what was actually really neat when I got off stage, the other women who were participating in this uh, event, one of them comes up to me. She's like, Shana you were funny. I'm like, thanks. She's like, you haven't been funny yet. (laughs) I just needed a stage. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So apparently when I, when I just settle into my body, my, my sense of humor and it is a little snarky comes out. But I knew from that how powerful that moment was that I needed to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you recommended I start a podcast. That has never felt quite right. And it might down the road, right? Yeah. You have a tendency to say things that come true down the road. So. <laughs> we <laughs> just hold not- it somewhere loosely in the cloud yeah. of things I've said. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I do enjoy like this, yeah. guesting on other people's podcasts. Yeah. I've experimented with doing some lives on Facebook, still haven't figured out Instagram, but it was, I knew that when I speak, that's when I affect change. Yes. 
I can't keep hiding behind the general ledgers and spreadsheets. Yes. So in the two years that we've worked together, I stepped away from doing all the data entry and started saying that my role in my business is to have the big conversations, whether that's with clients, whether that's with podcast hosts, whether that's on stages. Yeah. That's where we are. Yes. That's where we are. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So where are, where even are we? We're in November. Honestly, it's like, where even are we? We're in November, 2020. (laughs) The never ending year. So (laughs) what does this version of Shana, how does she view the world that's different to the version of Shana that I met back in 2018. <laughs> I have no idea what's about to come. <laughs> so the version of Shana, very black and white. Right. Now we're not on video. Your podcast listeners, some of them will know me, some of them will not. You're looking at me and you can see that I have like electric sky blue walls. Yes. Purple hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And a couple hundred crystals behind me. (laughs) (laughs) So pre-Laura, Shana, was very much the accountant who loved music, but that was about as magical as I got. Though I I could tell you even at that point that music saved me. Mm. Music so incredibly healing. And it, it opened me up to even having a creative side because prior to music, if somebody said I was creative, I would roll my eyes. Right. This version of Shana, I see the world through a kaleidoscope, Mm -hmm. right? All the colors ever shifting, cosmically connected beauty on steroids. Yes. Everything is so freaking beautiful and magical and lit up. And when I see something that doesn't have any light or life force behind it, I know it's not for me. Mm. Yes. I did a lot of shooting on myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember person. that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not I'm not available for that anymore. Yeah. I have to say something. The word available. I am a queen of boundaries. Like I I had to learn them very young. Yeah. Um I was nine when I fired my mother, mm. right? <laughs> I could tell the Shana's world story, right? Yeah. I, there's a, I have boundaries. So I'm really good at saying what I'm not available for. Yep. You taught me how to ask or open myself up to what am I available for? Yeah. If you only look at it through the lens of what you're not available for, you kind of miss three quarters of the magic. Totally. And I remember you making the offer for Available for Magic, going, I have no idea what this is, but I'm doing it. You want in? I said, yes. I need you a banner. Yeah. Right? I'm like, you need a pretty banner. I remember. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're like, that's so perfect. It's my colors. Yeah. They are not the same colors now. (laughs) No, sadly, they're not. But, oh, my gosh. It's so funny because you've been on quite the adventure of that with me where – It's not really how I'm showing up anymore, but how it used Mm -hmm. to be. I had no issue in channeling an idea of something that was coming through. Oh, yep, that's not for me. That's for the people making the offer, inviting people to it. What is it? I'm not really sure. 
here's the checkout page if you want to come. And I loved how after the experience of you Googling yourself to check if I was legit, (laughs) (laughs) that you from that point were just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going on this journey. Like whatever the journey is, I'm going there if it feels good. And I know that there have definitely been there's been the check, like we were saying this before we came on air, you know, like, cause we've been now working together over two years. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can talk about your journey and how you've changed and all those incredible, amazing things that I want mm-hmm. to celebrate. And I love how you reflect to me, how I have also changed in that time. Mm-hmm. And we don't tend to notice that about ourselves unless we're doing something like this, where we're reflecting and comparing where we were and where we are now. And it's really lovely to have that drawn out while still being in the experience with people, being on that path. So I appreciate that about the relationship that we have. And I know that Mary, everybody who's listening, Mary is my amazing assistant. Everybody needs a Mary. And I'm sure lots of you know and love her. Mary and Shana are gorgeous friends. And I know that Mary the other day sent me a message because this week we're right in week one of the shift sessions round three. And Mary said that she logged into the portal and she saw the welcome video or the second video or some video that I did from the first round, which was only January. So not even a year ago. Mm -hmm. And she was like, her exact words were, that's not my Laura. (laughs) (laughs) She said she didn't recognize the same as I can't recognize necessarily for myself. And, you know, none of us can necessarily what that evolution has looked like. You feel it because you're in it, but it's not until you turn around and look that you can really see like, wow, look at this path that we've walked. So I love that it's not just new people coming in all the time. There are people here who know that whole walk. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know website, Laura. Yes. That's so funny to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You had started Spirit Lounge a couple months prior to- That's right. So I I don't know website, Laura, but- other than that, I've been with you this, this journey yeah. and some of the characteristics of version 2.0, cause you're probably on, I don't know, 40 or I don't even know. I've lost count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Version 2.0. There were, there were, there were little things. It was like, she's amazing. And she drives me freaking insane, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's the things like you talked about being completely, I don't know what this is. Mm. And I'm just going to change dates because mm-hmm. it just feels right. And it, the planner in me, the accountant in me yeah. was like, and this was also early in my journey, right? Yep. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I persevered and yeah. we both changed, right? Yeah. Now you've more moved more towards these are the <laughs> dates. These are when things are going to happen. And I've moved more towards it's going to happen when it happens because that's when it's <laughs> supposed to happen. <laughs> So it's like we're meeting in the middle. I love it. And I I really love it because I know that there are some people who were around whatever version of me that was who it wasn't like it was too much to contemplate the like, well, things are, it's just like constantly shifting sands. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm out and I was like, okay, you know, I get it. I, I totally get it. And it's okay. And I definitely had stories attached to it of like, oh, well, I'm being flaky and I'm this and nobody can rely on me on anything because I just change my mind all the time. And I feel like that was almost like I had to go through that in order to get to where I am, to be able to find that harmony between letting intuition flow and letting it be the guide and the the main input in my life, but without it needing to be like in response mode, like without being a servant to it. 
Uh-huh. Because it was almost in victim mode of, well, I can't possibly tell you what's going to happen today because I was just going to go where the wind blows me. And right. that's not being in service to people. That's actually the complete opposite. It's very <laughs> unhelpful for people. It's funny you bring that up for two reasons. One, one of the things you've worked really hard about with me on is to not be in servant mode. Yes. Right. I remember our first day in Bali, you're like, Shana, you're not here to support anybody. You're here to take care of you. Yes. So resist the urge to take care of everybody because I know that's your natural tendencies. I forgot (laughs) that. You will not get your experience that you need to have here that you're open for if that's the the state of mind that you're or the energy you're putting out. Yes. Right. So that's fascinating to me that you brought that up because that was a big deal for me. Mm. <laughs> it still yeah. is. It's so hard to, re- it's, it's, I have to resist and I have to actually ask myself, am I doing this? Like, am I actually called to help this person Yeah. or am I doing it for those self-serving tendencies that it makes me feel better? Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to like me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. And I'm not, I'm not available for that. And yet one of the things that you did being in service to your intuition was how completely open you were in Bali to it being whatever it needed to be Mm. and having no restrictions and no agenda, which for the accountant in me was really frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) That you were not alone in that. And I... But Bali was such an amazing experience Mm. because of that. If you had had a strict agenda and we had followed it, I think our, our, everybody's transformations would have been a quarter of what they were. I totally agree. I totally agree. And again, the experience for me of like, I should have an agenda, right? Like I'm, people have come, they've traveled, they've invested, they're here, they're like hopeful. Mm -hmm. Is it enough to just trust that I can let it be facilitated through me. Mm-hmm. You know, is that enough? And I had, I, I arrived in Bali early enough that I could really drop into being present in the now in that energy of like, okay, I'm here now. How does it feel? Does that still feel true? Yes, it does. And obviously for me, it's like, okay, well, as long as the intention of the outcome is so strong and so I believe in it so wholeheartedly that I cannot see any other alternative. The -hmm. rest is just like, okay, well, doesn't really matter. You know, it's like, and I remember that when we all got together and we gathered on that first evening, I just knew that as soon as it was so perfect that the villa had these, like, it was almost like entering a portal because they Mm -hmm. had these double doors and you had to kind of climb through this wall and over this little ledge. And it felt like you guys entered into this like cocoon. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had all these plans of like, we're going to go out, we're going to go to these places, we're going to do these things. And once we were in there and we could feel what it was feeling like in there, nobody wanted to leave. It was like, we're staying in, we're staying in. (laughs) And I knew at that point that you guys had already, your transformation had already happened. I could feel that before we got together. But when I felt it all, I was like, oh no, it's true. The transformation's already happened. All everybody needs to do now is climb into just owning it. Yep. So it was a gorgeous experience of that. So I have a question for you. I remember on our last day when we were, last evening, Mm -hmm. we were winding everything up. You said something that really surprised me. You said, Shana, I was totally shocked to see you here. I didn't actually think you were going to come. Did I? I said that, did I? Yes, you did. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. 
<laughs> yeah, you were like, I was so happy, but I, I, up until you showing up, I had no expectations you were going to be here. I do remember that. I do remember that actually, because I do remember. I once I knew you were actually once you were going to Paris. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was something funny that when you went to Paris, I was like. Oh, so you're going to go to Paris and then what? You're going to go to Bali early and then like, because in my mind, you were just going to go to Paris and keep going. And and it took a while for my, I don't know what it was, something to catch up with the fact that you could go to Paris and go back, even though it was the first time that you'd left the continent, you could do that. And then immediately after go to Bali and come back. Because that sounds like the kind of thing I do all the time (laughs) without giving any thought to it. But in my mind, I'd built up that this was a big deal. Like, this is a really big deal. And I know that we'd been through things where, for example, the February, like, muscle memory experience Mm -hmm. of, like, oh, well, February's always historically been a month where I'm burned out and exhausted. And so in February, there was some stuff that came up of, like, oh, my gosh, yes. Why is this happening? Because I'm not burnt out and exhausted and yet I'm having these symptoms. You're like, yeah, your body's trying to put you back in a pattern. Yes. (laughs) And so I feel like I could, I could feel the like two sides, almost like sliding doors of like, it's totally possible. And it would have been completely like understandable. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, we were on the cusp of literally the whole world closing. So I felt like one, I felt like one person wasn't going to come and it kept shifting around of who I thought it was going to be. And there was a point, yes, where I, where I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if Shane is coming. And I'd forgotten that until you just said it, because now in my memory, it's just like, it was complete, you know, it would have been incomplete without anybody there. Um, I'm just really curious because it's like, I never, I never not saw myself there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you, you mentioned the world shutting down. I didn't recognize or realize when I was going to Bali how bad it was no. or like what was coming. Like it was, it was still in China. That was it for me, right? Yeah. I went to Paris when I went to Bali. And in Bali, I started getting all these messages. Are you coming home? Yes. Have you changed your plane ticket? I'm like, uh, no. Yep. <laughs> and... Bali was so incredible between the retreat and then the experience I had with my husband. Like we really debated whether or not we would accidentally on purpose get stuck in Bali. Yes, Bali Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Bali Barry, yes. Um, And we decided, no, the universe would put us, I decided, and he just went along with me. Yeah. The universe would put us exactly where we needed to be. So we did not change our plane ticket and our ticket got us home on Mm. time. But it was so startling to go from mm. Bali and that experience to being in lockdown because Gosh. the shelter in place order took effect for my area the day after we returned. I honestly don't know how good my marriage would be today if we hadn't had Bali mm. prior to getting in lockdown. Because Barry and I both shifted while we were there. Yeah. In ways I can't, Yeah, I don't have words for. Yeah. And ways that, the, and this is the point about not having the agenda. And I know mm-hmm. that this goes, I mean, much like a lot of the things I do, this goes completely against what people who teach how to run a blah, blah, blah retreat, you know, mm-hmm. like would not teach you to do what I do or what I did. But if I had tried to mold the experience you wouldn't necessarily have got what you needed. Nope. And 
everybody across the board, everybody. So we had 11 attendees. Every single one of them traveled internationally to attend. And every single one of them traveled home safely without any sign of COVID bar one who chose to stay and is still there in November, which I love. Oh, I'm a little jealous. I'm a lot jealous. Having said that, this version of Shana and this new version of Barry, we're retiring Barry before the end of the year. Yay. We're going to sell our house next year, depending on the market and what that looks like. And our plan is to move to Bali. Oh, so good. Yeah, so we've been doing all the research and last, last weekend, weekend before last, we spent the entire weekend surfing properties in Bali yeah. and imagining ourselves there and what our life would be like. And he started it. <laughs> He's the one that said, honey, look at this link. I <laughs> love it. We spent two days dreaming yes. and it was so expansive. It felt so good. So special. It's so good. And it brings you back to that Bali feeling and that Bali time because it's funny because everybody was across the board saying, you know, like there's a before Bali and there's an after Bali. None of us knew. I mean, honestly, the amount of people in the online space who I saw who had to cancel retreats, we were the last retreat that was held in that villa. Mm-hmm. We, we, our taxi driver who drove me and Natalie to the airport, we were the, the last ride that he had. It was literally like everything was shutting down behind us. I think we flew through Singapore and we did, we were not like in transit. We had to like go through customs and security and everything. And 16 hours after we were there, we would have been stuck there for, I think it was 30, 30 days. It was something ridiculous. Like you had to be there 14 days of quarantine when you entered the country and then everything, all the flights were grounded to the UK. So it was just so insane to understand that like we were clearly supposed to have that experience, Mm -hmm. but you could never, this is the thing, right? It's like being able to look back is like, oh yeah, I get it now. But being in that trust that even when, because a few people did like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And it's like, I understand. I totally understand. I'm so grateful that everybody was there because it was just the perfect, complete experience. Oh, I didn't know, but my in-laws had tried to talk Barry out of coming. Oh, yes. They were so worried about what was going on in the world. Yes. He's like, nope, I'm going. <laughs> I know. I expected to be try. I expected people to try and talk me out of going or try and talk me out of hosting it. And fortunately, nobody did because that would have been hard. So it was, it was amazing. I am so thankful. Yes. After that experience, because I can trace direct line to yes. certain things about my life now that I am so thankful for directly back to my experience in Bali, whether a retreat or with what Barry and I had together. Um, Because it's all Bali. (laughs) It's all Bali, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I made some gorgeous friends that I, you know, in Bali, Balinese, amazing people, by the way, that, you know, I still WhatsApp with them. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's jump forward to where we are now. Tell mm-hmm. us because as you introduced what you who you were and mm-hmm. what you did in terms of your job, talk to us now about how you work with people and what is what lights you up right now to help people. I love absolutely love seeing people take their next step. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I like to say that worthiness is the hill that I am going to take in this lifetime or the sword I'm going to live and die on. Yep. If you come in my presence in any way, shape or form, you will leave it feeling more worthy, even if it's only for a split second, mm-hmm. than you felt before you were within my sphere. And I know that if you can feel it once, you can remember it and dial it up and feel it all the time. Yes. And so many of us have had these stories, whether big or small, about not being enough, not good Mm -hmm. enough, not smart enough, not fast enough, not pretty enough, or Mm -hmm. like Gina likes to say, too much, Mm -hmm. too loud, too emotional, too, too whatever. Yeah. And we take all of that in, Miss Subconscious Expert here in front of me, (laughs) to make that mean something about ourselves, right? We attach stories to it that in some way, shape, or form, we are wrong. Here's what I know to be absolutely true. We are born worthy. We will die worthy. And nothing in between can actually take that away from us. It is Mm. truth tattooed on bone. And that's what I love. And I do it in a place of business, Mm. right? Business owners come to me. And they have big missions in the world, things they want to see change. And then they'll say to me, I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. Everything in me cringes when they say that. You've said it, Laura. Yeah, I've said it. Yeah. (laughs) You're not only in it for the money. Mm. Right. That one word makes all the difference. And that one word really, if we dial it down, goes back to your worthiness. Oh, I'm here to have an impact. I'm here to give, 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 but receiving is bad, Mm. right? I'm not worthy of receiving. Uh, It's selfish. It's, oh my gosh. When you think of what's going on in the U.S., there's all things attached to money right now because of what we're seeing from our president. (sighs) Receiving is a cycle, right? Giving and receiving is a cycle. So if I said to you, it is better to breathe out than breathe in. (laughs) That's so good. Right? It it would, you'd literally be suffocating. Yes. Well, the same is with receiving and the way we receive anything is the way we receive everything. So if you have a hard time receiving a compliment, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a hard time receiving money. If you have a hard time receiving money, you're probably going to have a hard time receiving orgasms. If you have a hard time receiving orgasms, you're going to, and I can keep going. Yeah. Right. But it all boils down when you strip all the layers off to believing that you're worthy, that you deserve whatever it is. Mm. So my favorite thing to say, I don't know how many times a day I've lost count is thank you more, please. Yes. Somebody says something nice to me. Thank you more, please. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't say that straight to them because I, I know how that can come off if they are not in the right, the yep. same energy. Mm-hmm. But internally, I'm yeah. still acknowledging. Thank you more, please. Yeah. Uh, Mary, our lovely Mary, got me saying it whenever I pass uh, under a green light. Oh, I love it. Yes. Right. So we're playing the light game, um, and even when bad things happen. One of my mentors likes to say, there are no problems to be solved. There is only more truth to be revealed. Mm. And when I, when I come up against a problem and then then I get out of my own way, because first I have to, you know, batter my head against it for a few times before I go, (laughs) oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That's old Shana. (laughs) I have to say, thank you more, please. Because the truth that is always revealed Mm. is to my highest and best. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's the biggest lesson of all 
you know, because often when we have that like constriction or that fear around doing something, it's not really the fear of doing the thing. It's the fear of like, like you said, what if I'm not good enough to do it properly? Or what if nobody says yes? Or what if, you know, we, we fear the possibilities of what might happen. When we actually sink into it and we go into surrender, which is we're always talking about surrender because I love it so much, that whole piece around like, actually, what is there for me to learn here? Mm-hmm. Because when I learn it, actually all the fear just melts away. And I feel like the more we get into this work and the more we understand this, the more like it almost becomes addictive to seek it out. And it's now at the point where almost when I start to feel like funky energy, I'm always like, oh, like, here we go. (laughs) Here's something I really want to point out because we do talk about surrender all the time. Yes. Surrender is a verb. Mm. It is something we choose to do. Yes. Right. And for me, I don't know if you agree with this or not, Laura. It's okay either way. (laughs) Surrender comes after taking aligned action. Mm. Right? Not any action. We're really good at being busy, being busy and getting nothing done. Yep. In our personal lives and our professional lives and our relationships, right? Mm -hmm. We have all the things to distract us and that's what they are, just distractions. Yeah. But when we take an intentional act right? It becomes magic, right? The ripple effects of something done intentionally on purpose, like is far greater than what it is otherwise. Yes. Then we surrender to the outcome. We took the action. We threw the pebble in the pond. Now we're going to just let the ripples go and not try and guide them to a particular shore. Absolutely. Where I have failed so many times um, and it's now the knowledge that I have failed there that it gives me the awareness so I can make a new decision yep. is I surrender for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and then I get impatient. Yeah. <laughs> you surrender on an agenda, <laughs> like on a schedule. On a timeline, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. surrendering as long as it's done by 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I will surrender till 8 and then I'm yep. coming to follow up. Yep. <laughs> So there I like to use the garden analogy, right? My intentional Mm. act, I've planted the seed. And if I've, in an intentional act, you're planting the seed with all the fertilizer, right? Everything that it needs to come to Mm. fruition, you've planted it with. That's an intentional act. Surrendering is trusting that you've tilled the soil, done the fertilizer, that it will grow. Yes. Impatient, Shana. (laughs) Digs up the seed and goes plant it in another field because obviously I did it wrong the first time. As I had visions of you digging up the seed to get, have a look at it, see if it's like anything's changing, put it back in again. <laughs> I, yeah. If I look back, so I've been in business 24 years. If yeah. I look back at my business, if I look back at my relationship with Barry, if I look back on so many things, I can see how I, how I did. I took an aligned action, the one that was the right thing. And then I tilled it up and moved it to another field, which wasn't the right field. And things did not go the way I planned <laughs> but I think too many people feel that surrender is just it's what is the antithesis of a verb right it's a non-action yeah but surrendering is a verb yeah it is something we choose to do yeah and we choose to say in surrender which Mm. takes patience it does and 
true patience isn't looking at the clock going, okay, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? Oh, I'm just keep waiting. Nope. Is it ready? Nope. Okay. Keep waiting. That's not patience. True patience is part of surrender. It's that trust that the seed you've planted, the pebble you've thrown, whatever analogy you want to use is going to have the effect that you want it to have. True patience speeds up time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's the quotable. There you go. True patience (laughs) speeds up time. Shana Woods. Oh my gosh. This is so good and so important. And like you say, because we speak to surrender all the time in this work mm-hmm. that we do, I've spoken to it multiple times on the podcast, either, either on solo episodes or with guests. And I really feel it's it goes back to that same journey that I love, which is the hope, the trust, and then the freedom. And it mm-hmm. is when you're in that hope, you're not even close to surrender. You're in like, okay, well, I'm hoping to see evidence that I can trust. And it starts there, you know, and I feel like that's a, is quite a nice picture of like what our journey has been. And mm-hmm. I feel like it gets to continue to loop around, you know, it's like you just keep looping around, you just get quicker at making those loops. And the things that you loop around become bigger, or, you know, more adventurous or more, whatever, more something. And over time, you just know there is no there's a lot less effort or energy required to get to the place of surrender because the trust is so strong that you Mm -hmm. just know it's going to work out for you and you know it's going to happen quickly. I I agree with that. I'd also say that it's an awareness, Mm. right? I I am very aware of what 2.0 Shana would have done, Mm. right? And when I see myself heading down that path, it's an awareness. Oh, wait a minute. That's the old version of me. That's yeah. a habit. Yeah. <laughs> I trust that, that 3.0 Shana has a better way. Let me step back onto that path. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. Oh, I feel like this is the beginning of so many conversations because I, I could literally dive deep on all of these things so much. <laughs> I would love to bring us to a close on this episode. I would love you to share with everybody listening who's loved listening to you, where is best for them to come and connect with you? And is there anything that they need to know about right now that you are working on that may be of interest? Let's see. Uh, The best way to get a hold of me is shanasworld.com. Yep. Right. And there's a whole story attached to that. Do I have time to tell it? Sure. Go for it. Okay. So I mentioned that Barry and I had been married very young. During our first marriage, we fought like cats and dogs. I don't even remember what this particular fight was over, just that neither one of us was willing to give in. (laughs) And the yelling was getting a little extreme. Luckily, neither of us are abusive or throw things, just raised our voices. Mm. And I got so angry that I acted like a five-year-old. I clenched my fists and I stomped my hand feet, my hands in this case. And I said, that is not the way things work in Shana's world. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. That laugh is exactly what he and I did in that moment. And the fight was over because we couldn't remember honestly what we were actually arguing about. Yes. Instant state change. (laughs) But it was drawing a line in the sand saying, I am not available for this. Yes. Right. So Shana's world got to be a thing. Yeah. I, um, I hold, okay. Pre pre COVID I would hold charity concerts in my home. And one of my friends told, uh, one of the artists, this story 
So when he started planning for his trip to Shayna's world, to my house to do the concert, he started Facebooking about Shayna's world. (laughs) This is what we're doing in Shayna's world. So while it started with this drawing a line in the sand of what I'm not available for, with the opening up to Shaney's world to other people and you helping me focus on what, what am I available for? Shaney's world has become a place where people like choose to come for peace, security, music, good food, no pain. I mean, like there's like rules in (laughs) Shaney's world, what's allowed and what's not allowed. So when I started, like, how am I going to, how, what's the easiest way for people to connect with me? Because podcasts, you always ask how it's the best way. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm always going to tell the Shana's world story. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's a defining moment in my life. Yeah. So I got Shana'sworld.com. Yes, you did. So you can go to Shana'sworld.com and have a 20 minute clarity call with me about anything. Yeah. And it, it could turn into a sales call if, if the energy feels right for both of us, but that's not the intent of them. You can also book me to do webinars for your own groups, which is, I get so many of those. That's so much fun. And then it's also my Instagram handle. Yeah. So Shana's world. It's the way you find me everywhere. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. We will link all of, sorry. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) What I was working on. Yes. Sorry. That's okay. I have a four month momentum project. Um, and it's any four months from when anybody starts. And it is literally about what we talked about, helping somebody take one intentional action every day. And that you're planting the seed, letting it grow. Um, I've done it privately with clients. This is the first year I'm offering it publicly. And I've had a couple people sign up and we're having so much fun. Yeah. I've actually decided to let this just roll, right? Oh. I used to only doing do it during fourth quarter. Because so many people check out at fourth quarter. Oh, year's done. Holidays. Yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever come January. Yeah. And I decided, well, that's just silly. That's an arbitrary line in the sand that I'm not willing to. If yeah. I'm, why can't I take an intentional action 365 days? Why can't I help people do that? So we do it in four month increments. And I would love for people, if they have questions about that, to jump on that clarity call. Absolutely. That sounds incredible. And people so need that. And especially now, you know, with all the things, I mean, today is day one of us going here in the UK back in our second lockdown. And we're on this pause that we're talking about. We've got so much uncertainty. And I think the most important thing when we have uncertainty is to find ways to anchor ourselves into what we can control. So that sounds like the perfect recipe for that. So Thank you, Shana, for sharing that with us. I will be sure to link all of that up in the show notes so people can find that. And if you're listening to this and you're like, where are the show notes? Come and find me or Shana on Instagram. Shana is at Shana's World and I am at Totally Laura. If you're listening to this, you can screenshot our little convo and tag us. We would love to see that you're listening and what you think, what your takeaways are. And if you need links because you don't know where the show notes are, you can just at me on Instagram and I will send it your way. So thank you so much, Shana, for spending time with us today. It's been so amazing to relive some of those moments. And it gives me back into that little Bali energy when every time we talk about it. So thank you so much. Bali, Bali, Bali. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I know that it was a journey even to get here. Yes. (laughs) But I trust that things happen in the time and space they're supposed to. 
So this was the perfect time and space. And I am grateful to be still in your sphere. I love it. I am equally grateful to have you here. So Ah, thank you so much, Shana. I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.